0: Welcome to the ACOFP Student Podcast, a production of the American College of Osteopathic Family Physicians.
1: Well, hello and welcome to the ACOFP Podcast, DOFM. My name is Megan Slattery and I'm a member of the Public Relations Committee through the Student Association of the ACOFP. I am pleased to be joined today by Dr. Stephanie Aldrat and Dr. Gail Feinberg. Dr. Aldrat is an osteopathic graduate from Oklahoma State University for Health Sciences, where she also completed her family medicine residency. She also completed a sports medicine fellowship at Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine in Blacksburg, Virginia. She is currently the co-chair and associate professor for family medicine, osteopathic manipulative medicine, and sports medicine at VCOM's Louisiana campus and has served as the team physician for numerous athletic programs, both at the collegiate and professional level. Dr. Feinberg is an osteopathic graduate of the College of Osteopathic Medicine of the Pacific and completed her residency at University of Medicine and Dentistry, now Rowan University. She completed the AOA's Health Policy Fellowship, writing a paper entitled, Rural America, I Still Don't Have a Physician, which has garnered her awards for presentation and writing. She was a program director and director of medical education for a family medicine residency and she currently serves as the professor and chair of primary care at toro university of california in addition she completed a master's in medical education through the university of cincinnati all right folks with thanksgiving coming up we decided to take a step back from our usual content of knowledge and tips for navigating medical school residency and practice and focus on something we can all work to incorporate each day in our busy lives, gratitude. And since we are focusing more on a subject of Thanksgiving and expressing gratitude, I wanted to start off with a favorite question among many. So Drs. Aldra and Feinberg, what is a favorite Thanksgiving food or tradition you have in your household?
2: Well, for us that um... I, I tell you, one of our favorite Thanksgiving foods is macaroni and cheese. That that is something from a Oklahoma standpoint that whenever uh, I joined my husband's family, that we brought to the Thanksgiving dinner table was macaroni and cheese, and his cousins still thank me for it. That uh, so it's just fun to be together, to be loud. Um, and to enjoy lots of good food and uh, just enjoy each other's company. And so that's that's kind of what our little traditions end up being.
0: So in, in our home, uh, when we all lived in Southern California, it was all very um, buffet style and more potluck. And we have continued that tradition now for at least, 50 years that I can remember because I'm old. And, um, but we still have the same foods. And it's just kind of funny to see that we all look forward to not just the turkey, but my grandmother's brisket and her carrot ring, um, which is more savory than it is a cake recipe. And we still serve it in the ring mold. We still have it with the, sometimes there's an objection to the peas in the center of the um, but that must be on the Thanksgiving table um, or it isn't Thanksgiving.
1: Well, thank you both for sharing. I really enjoy hearing about um, everyone's family traditions, how they started came to be, and how they, you can't have the holiday without them now. Um, Dr. Aldrich, here's a specific question for you. Um, what is something that has happened in this past month that you are grateful for?
2: I've been grateful for the the times that, so I live in, Oklahoma, in Louisiana now, my family still lives in Oklahoma, that over the last month, I was able to go and visit my family in Oklahoma, just kind of off time of where I would normally get to see them because usually it'd be summers or for Christmas time and everything, and so being able to see them, um, having a little break in the schedule to go see them. Now, it was a concert that was happening in my hometown that was also part of where we ended up going there, but I was grateful to get to spend time with my family, with my husband, um, that we've got football going full steam here in Louisiana with the university, and um, so far kind of staying healthy, which is another thing that I think I'm always grateful for is health and wellness of my athletes.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Feinberg, um, when it comes to, you know, an everyday practice of gratitude, um, what does practicing or expressing that gratitude look like in your life?
0: So you have to split me in half and give me a professional and a personal. And the answers overlap. So, expressing gratitude is uh, mostly hugs. And so, COVID was a killer um, because you couldn't get close to to family or people uh, like you used to. Um, Professionally, for me, it's a lot of acknowledging work that's being done. So, when every day when I'm in the clinic, at the end of the day, I thank my uh, medical assistants and my nurses just for helping me, um, because I know that that sometimes patients can be difficult. Sometimes I can be difficult, um, and the fact that they're helping me to help the patients um, with my patients, uh, I do. Although I'm family medicine, I do mostly pediatrics now, so it's just being able to play. Um, and I guess that's receiving more gratitude than expressing. And now with the vaccine, it's back to, um, I'm able to, to not just verbally, but, but physically express gratitude when I'm with family and with friends um, and be able to go back to, to hugs, which is um, that physical contact is real important for me to express gratitude.
1: Well, thank you for sharing. I think a lot of people can relate, um, and the idea that COVID nineteen really profoundly impacted how they are able to express gratitude and really um, forced us to shift to uh, um, new forms of expressing and receiving gratitude for sure. Um, kind of focusing on gratitude and its impact on you know health and well being. There has been a greater focus on mental and emotional health being a crucial part of our overall well-being in the last several years and um dr aldrich for you how do you think gratitude fits in this focus
2: it's huge that at the point that you had ended up um, sending an email to contact about being a part of this podcast that it was something where i was really having a very downtime not feeling very appreciated, appreciated in many different aspects and everything. And so on one of my down days, I was like, I need to shift my focus, not to how much I'm not being appreciated, but let me make sure that those people that are working with me know that I appreciate them. And so that's where I was like, I really need to express this gratitude to those around me, um, not so it reflects back to me, but that way I make sure that they aren't feeling as bad as I am right now. And as soon as I sent out this, this message to the groups that I work with, of y'all are appreciated that th- this can't work without you, that I can't do my job without you, that, that you make every place you are better because you were there and everything and trying to send all that out in that that was something that I, I kind of got this rebound with it to where many that I I'd sent that to had said, that's the first time I've heard that from anybody since I've been in this area where we are. And so I, I think that we have to keep that focused of gratitude to all of those around us because we're not the only ones not feeling it. And so if we can end up sending that out, that that can really boost up all of those around us too. And that was an aspect of it that I hadn't necessarily um, embraced and everything until that point. And it, it hit to the core. <laughs> so I um.
0: Can I add to that? Do you mind, Megan?
1: Of course. Yeah, I would love to hear your, uh, no, your, your
0: The fact that um, Dr. Aldrich did it spontaneously means so much more um, because I have worked with people that with every email, it's dear marvelous whatevers or dear wonderful whatevers and it's disingenuous that way. And the fact that she sent it because she felt love for her and the gratitude for the people that she works with means so much more. Um, and it, it is nice to on occasion when not expected, as opposed to trying to do something with every single email, which then kind of demeans it. So hers is so much more impactful. If I was to receive something like that, it would mean so much more to me that it was coming from the heart. And, and I would feel true, true, true gratitude from her.
1: Absolutely. I think there is um a lot to be said too about how uh, a lot of times that focus we we do kind of turn in on ourselves and think, well, I don't feel appreciated right now. And it's really it's a, a struggle in that moment, but to take action on that and show appreciation for those um who might not be feeling it themselves is it can make a profound difference in you know, in a professional setting, in a home environment, in all sorts of places. Um, kind of moving on to our next question, I'd love to hear from both of you. Um, who are some people that you are grateful for in your life? Dr. Feinberg, you want to start us
2: off?
0: Sure, um, I have to always start with my parents um, because they were the ones that grounded me. And as I started talking, Dr. Rees, basically told me if I couldn't do it in English, don't do it, you know, don't cop that attitude at our home, really young lady kind of thing, and kept me then understanding that that while I'm learning the Greek and the Latin in medical school, that who I'm dealing with are people. Um, and I had that from pre-med on. Um, I am grateful for my husband who I met in medical school. So it's nice to have somebody that understands the time commitment and the fact that we do different things um, and allow each other that that space. Um, And then we have our commonalities as well. Um, And I don't want to skip over my kids, but my most people that I'm grateful for are my three grandchildren allow me there 753 allow me to just be the goofball that i want to be um i have been told that i am not as professional and i'm putting that in air quotes as i should be at my age in my stature and yes there's a time and place but to be able to lay down on the floor and at my age, give horseback rides to the seven, five, and three-year-old and just be able to put play-doh on my face or teach them something. It's just, I am so grateful for that, to allow me to remain not just human, but humane, and and the focus being on someone else at all times and get the, um, the internal gratitude because I'm able to be myself.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing. I, I love hearing about that. Um, those grandkids are definitely lucky to have you as well, a grandma to have horseyback rides and play with Play-Doh and all of that fun stuff. Um, Dr. Aldred, who are some people you are grateful
2: for in your life? That definitely my, my husband that he's with me each step that, um, we've been, uh, that we met whenever I was in undergrad and that he's been with me through the entire uh, educational process and everything. And even now we work together, which there's some days we're not so grateful for that. The closeness and everything too. that. But overall, it's nice that we both totally understand what each other went through through the day and uh, that not needing to recount it all uh, again that uh, it's got its ups and downs. You know, my my parents for sure, my father-in-law, um, that again, their support through every aspect of, of what we do that, um, and then my sister as well, that uh, really, it's a matter without the support group that my husband and I couldn't end up being the team and the people that we are. And uh, and so we we don't have any children because I look at my students and residents and student athletes as being my children and my parents' grandchildren and stuff too, of that that's where investing in the future. And plus, I didn't have to potty train them. So it's great. It's wonderful watching them from there. <laughs> you know, I'm also grateful for Dr. Feinberg and the example that she sets and stuff, because I keep thinking that. I'm I'm one that I'm more of dogs than kids are are my thing, but I'll get down on the floor and play with the dogs every chance that I get. And to Mm -hmm. see that, you know, that's okay. That we can be ourselves. We can celebrate being ourselves and that we can end up encouraging those around us and everything just by being um, our crazy selves of sorts. So,
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that they forget to, you know, encourage in medical school that by the way you can still be yourself or um, in residence you can still be yourself sometimes in practice they they don't encourage you know walking into a patient's office and being a complete goofball but um there's still time there's um, a time and a place for that and um whether it's grandkids dogs or um neighbors close family um yeah always opportunity for that so thank you for sharing as well dr Aldred. Um, I just had one more question for both of you, um, kind of focusing on. So we talked about, you know, expressing gratitude, but also then maybe um, receiving gratitude. What is um, a moment in your life that um, you received gratitude that was really impactful or profound um, and maybe even unexpected that you would like to share about?
0: Wow! In the course of thirty-something years that I've been in practice, there's a lot of them. Um, I think it's with with the patients that I've seen, and and I'm, I can think of two right away. Um, I used to do forensic medical exams on children that had been sexually abused, and then I would go to court and work with them, and um, i had a a 15 year old girl that i was representing and watching her go from this shriveled up internalized little ball to a young lady that became empowered and went through trial to a young woman in college who then had published poetry because that's what she wanted to do. And turn around and ask me if I would be her physician after the case. So I was able to to watch her. It was just phenomenal uh, to watch that development. And that just gave me so much heart um, and it was unexpected, uh, but it was so nice to see this growth. That um, a, a team—it wasn't just me, but a team of of workers at a at a um, advocacy center—went through with her to get her to be empowered for trial. That then hope we hope set her on her way. Um, the other was less was not expected at all either. Um, I got an award. From our local congressman for being he picks uh, people are nominated and he chooses um, women of the year for the counties that he represents and I received the award for um, being medical director of a um, of our student-run free clinic and the work that I was doing at Toro and and not it was it not as heartwarming as the first. But those were the two things that immediately came to mind on how I've received thanks for the the work that I'm doing.
1: Thank you for sharing. Those are both you know incredible stories and uh, especially that first one to watch that process just must have felt um, so so endearing to just to watch how she was able to overcome that. So thank you for sharing and Dr. Aldret, what about for you? Those
2: are incredible. I feel like she's just dropped the mic and we're good. (laughs) Those are are fantastic. uh, (laughs) I I look forward across my career to see how um, you know, just the impact in different people's lives and and stuff. And, And that's that's amazing to be able to watch her grow in particular and, and, and everything. So, um, you know, from mine, that, uh, I, it's funny because I'm one that I see that the, um, some of the gratitude that has been expressed to me has been different opportunities that I've had, um, from the sports medicine side of things like, um, I, that being, a, doing a good job and being asked to come, be able to come back and do other things. That um, I did some work with the USOPC, the Olympic Paralympic Cl- Committee back in 2017. And it's just kind of awesome to where they have invited me to come back for, um, uh, and usually some of it's kind of last minute and everything that knowing that they can count on me to, to come out for last minute things to go to Pyeongchang um, Seoul um, for the Winter Paralympics for a week. And then um, we were able to be part of the Tokyo um, Summer Paralympic staff. And then they called me last minute to see if I could come to Beijing for that. And so I, I see that I, even though that it adds an additional work for each one of those, I feel like it's a reward and, uh, and a, a job well done. We know that you can end up handling this. And stuff from the international travels and and being somebody that they want to work with, um, that uh, that that ends up and then the success that the athletes have and coming to give a hug after you prepped them with OMT before going out for um, uh, for their competitions and coming back to take pictures in the medical area and stuff with their medals after it's it's done. That that's that's kind of some of that unexpected and, and just kind of holding on for each time to see what ends up coming up next and everything and happening. So,
0: um, I bet we share one as well, which is the students coming back to us after they've completed their programs.
2: Oh, and we have yeah. just, um, that our, our inaugural class is in their third year. And so that's where I'm like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for them to match and come back. And, uh, and so it's, that I'm, I'm so looking forward to that. Um, I'm just not there yet, but, oh, yeah, uh, so but that's, <laughs> that's, that's where I say that, that, uh, I- that young in the academic career and stuff with a brand new campus and then I'm just waiting for them to come back but I have plenty of those proud mama moments whenever they end up sending me of oh I got to start this and I've done I, I, I found I diagnosed this and I, I hear your voice in my head as I'm doing my physical exam I hear it over and over again and that's something that I'm almost like I guess that's a good thing i don't know if i scared y'all to death or not but at least you're you're continuing to do well so i can't i can't wait to have those stories and stuff coming back because just that little bit that i've heard um from them just being in clinical years is fantastic
0: Yeah, well all will never be the same for you oh. <laughs> so, and all of a sudden your former students and then when i had a residency program, my former residents are all can we, oh, you're going to be here? Can we meet for lunch? And, and it's decades of people that I still keep in touch with the very first medical student I ever had when I was in practice. And it's just amazing that, it, and it's on them. They want to keep in touch with old me and, and yeah. So may you have many, many, many of those as, as you continue.
2: We do have, I did have one osteopathic medical student that rotated with me as a third year um, student, and he went all the way through residency and then as he was ready looking for a job he's like "Can you have a job for me up there, and so he's come up here to work at our campus, Mm -hmm. after after being with me as a third-year medical student way back when, and so this being his first job out, and I'm like, I, I don't know what I did to deserve this, but I, I I appreciate the trust that you put in me for this, so I guess I do have that one little story and stuff with, with him, but no, looking forward to all of it. It's fantastic. I love hearing
1: these stories of um, students, because being a student myself, I can definitely relate to, yes, this one preceptor or uh, my medical education director be having a profound impact on me and the um, how grateful I am for her work, on my behalf, and everything like that. And so to hear these stories too I can relate to them. and I love the outlook Dr. Aldrich on opportunities um, being kind of a reception of gratitude. I think that's such a unique outlook. And I was kind of thinking back on my own, you know life and how like little opportunities from thought, wow, those are just, you know, opportunities to be grateful to and so I I really enjoyed that it was a refreshing outlook and kind of a good um, reminder that gratitude comes in all forms so thank you both so much um, I also look forward to um, you know both of you having more um, moments to either share gratitude or receive gratitude from colleagues or students um, past present and future and um, hope to share in some of those moments myself, but um, that's all we have for today, folks. Uh, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Dr. Aldra and Dr. Feinberg for joining us on this month's podcast. Um, and a huge thank you to our listeners too. We hope you'll join us for another episode next month of the DOFM podcast. In the meantime, my name is Megan Slattery and happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Hope you have a wonderful holiday season.
0: Looking for more resources on OMT. Visit ACOFP's teaching at www.acofpomteaching.com and ask your institution if they subscribe so you can have access to over 150 OMT videos and support materials. The ACOFP Student Podcast is a production of the American College of Osteopathic Family Physicians. To learn more about ACOFP, please visit www.acofp.org.